This Webmaster Radio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. Today's forecast calls for 6 to 12 inches and temperatures will only be in the teens overnight, so bundle up and... Imagine, you're planning your end-of-year reports, planning for next year. What are you going to do to monetize more in 2011? We're going to have clear and sunny skies with a perfect day of weather for everyone coming to AFCON 2010. Warm up your marketing strategies this December in our winter oasis for affiliate marketers. AFCON 2010 Florida, December 8th through 10th at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle Resort in Aventura, Florida. Sign up now at AFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It's Thursday, August the 26th. Summer's almost gone, kids. And uh, we're coming to you live across the across the interwebs or your uh, favorite podcasting channel, such as iTunes. Uh, Dave Davies, out there in Victoria, British Columbia. How you doing today, brother? I am doing fantastic today. It's a uh, you know, beautiful day out here on the West Coast. So, what, what can I? You know what, man? I might be your neighbor soon. Really? Where are you yeah. moving to? Oh uh, well, you know this 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 uh, great uh, Eastern adventure I've been on. You know, all fun things got to come to a close. And I miss the coast. I was in San Francisco last week for uh, Search Engine Strategies and um, saw the most delightful bodies of water and. I'm just very, very tempted to um, be back on the coast again. Hey, fair enough. You know, well, it's the time say. zone thing, really. It's, <laughs> most, it's, 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 it's totally a time zone thing. I'm tired of being like three hours ahead of what my body and my being have come to consider reality. Well, we would certainly welcome you back to uh, back to the West Coast. Now, where are you thinking? I mean, you were in San Francisco. It's a, it's a gorgeous Well, city. I thought you and Mary would let me crash on the couch. Ah, well, well, that'll be that'll be good times. That'll be good times. The, the kids can uh, can once again say hi to Uncle Jim. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. <laughs> as long as they don't mind sitting on the floor, because that's my bed. Damn it. <laughs> Speaking of San Francisco, you were at the show. What do you got to tell us? I have like a huge report um, from from SES San Francisco. Uh, phenomenal conference, but you know what? It was a really different conference this year. Um. SES San Francisco, now Connected Marketing Week, uh, was SES San Jose. For the last seven years, we've known it as, seven, eight years actually, we've known it as uh, Surgeons and Strategy San Jose. We all trooped down to the uh, cerebral middle of the Silicon Valley and um, spent way too much money on the restaurants in Seville Row and way too much money on 
our rooms at the Fairmont and the Marriott and etc. I think the Hyatt's probably forgiven us by now, but um, that's only because they want that money. And uh, we get ourselves packed like sardines into the San Jose Convention Center without, of course, the benefit of the oil or being dead. Um, and uh, the community has clearly outgrown the San Jose Convention Center, as, as great a convention center as that is. It's just too small. So um, the decision was made uh, sometime last year and announced at the end of last year's SES San Jose that... That was going to be the last SES San Jose. So, uh, well, bottom line, the annual late summer pilgrimage is over. This year, everything was different. Um, we're now, we're out of the brainiac heart of Silicon Valley into the congested streets of San Francisco, the uber burb of the Silicon Valley. And, um, well, again, the, our own little niche in search has grown way too big for what was effectively the home of search, the San Jose area. Mm -hmm. I'd say the, the biggest difference, aside from venue and location, would be seen in the expansion of the event and an entirely revised conference agenda. Attendance was estimated around 6,000, which is much smaller than, than expected, and um, even smaller than some of the, than the largest um, San Jose show, but a lot of that can be passed off to the state of the economy, the fact that the venue is different, um, that there weren't a lot of evening incentive events like the Google Dance, and you know, this year there wasn't even a search bash, but I'll get to that in a moment. Um, that, was, that was an exceptionally bad thing. I'd suggest that the um, Search Engine Strategies Conference and Trade Show has passed like an existential milestone. It's grown into something much larger than itself, and it's become a lot more influential. And it's kind of grown with the scope of the search marketing industry. Um, search marketing, as a very general term, is like way too diverse for one specific conference to delve much deeper than the surface of any given vertical. Yeah. Uh, so reflecting the incredible expansion of the, of the industry itself, um, Search and Strategies has adopted a far more ranging stance, far wider stance, and it teamed up with a number of other conferences to create the uh, first annual Connected Marketing Week. Incidentally, that was Mike Green's idea. It was a good idea. Um, Mike is, uh, well, I guess you could call him Incisive Media's newest global content sheriff. And uh, again, Connected Marketing Week was a really good, I wasn't, I was kind of dubious on the idea at the beginning, but it worked out just fine. I talked with uh, Matt McGowan, who uh, basically phrased it. Connected Marketing Week is our summer marketing festival. The basic idea is to bring shows or brands together that complement each other, focusing on education within some channel in the online marketing industry. So with SES as a centerpiece, there were five unique events running concurrently in the Moscone Convention Center, the western side, not the one that AdTechs normally held in, the massive one that's uh, sort of underground and under that Russian tea room, but the, the smaller Moscone Center, which in and of itself, dwarfs the uh, San Jose Convention Center. Uh, half a dozen or so high-level training sessions, and something really cool that um, that the editor, Jonathan, the editor of Search Engine Watch, started up, two-hour-long labs. So instead of doing a site clinic, which, you know, they're only, they only lasted an hour, and you had, like, four panelists each trying to get their stuff in, these were two-hour-long, like, hands-on um, 
highly inclusive labs. But uh, there was a lot of stuff that was weird about this this uh, this conference too. For um, and did you remember remember a couple years ago, you and I were walking back from supper or maybe from drinks in San Jose, and we saw a whole line full of younger SEOs uh, drunkenly skipping up the street, chanting, "We run the internet! We run the internet!" <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I, look, I remember wanting I looked to over at you and said, "Dude, we're so old," and you just looked amused, like. <laughs> What was that? Um, <laughs> that exuberance isn't there anymore. I think uh, again, you can look at the economy. It's been a brutal year for uh, for everybody in the in every industry, and an especially brutal year for our American cousins. And um, a lot of the bravado, the uh, just raw exuberance that you found at any any of these shows in the past. One of the things that just made them so otherworldly, mm -hmm. that wasn't there. Um, I mean, you know, it, it could be the economy or it could be maturation or it could be the fact that we ourselves are getting a lot older. But this year's SES felt more subdued than the previous ones. The breathtaking five nights of drunken revelry, they were replaced by more sedate evenings with smaller and more private parties. The dozen or so people, the dozen or so dependable party crews who like every year would somehow create either a planned or a spontaneous state of chaos, well, they were there, but the party crew didn't show up. You know, the insto-party vibe just wasn't there. Right. Everyone's growing up, having kids, getting funded, finding stress, going to bed relatively early. And, you know, to complicate matters, it's like California where bars close at 1.30 in the morning, which kind of has the effect of pushing the party off, perpetually pushing the party off to another day. But, um... All in all, I gotta say this was a successful show. It was uh, personally, it was. Um, I went in there with three or four options in my mind and came out with three or four times as many. Um, again, one of which is um, likely pushing me back towards the west, pulling me back towards the west coast. Um, it was good for my new agency, Digital Always Media. We picked up a couple. We picked up a couple um, great leads, uh, which one of which on follow-up has become a contract. Uh, there was a lot of the big names weren't there, but at the same time, Sean, uh, Sean Collins and Misty Ward were throwing affiliate or affiliate summit East in New York. Uh, that ran concurrently. So a number of the uh, people who would normally be at an SES were at um, affiliate summit in New York. Um, great new lineup. They, uh, Stuart Queeley and his team clearly put a lot of time into thinking about the, uh, the, 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 the sessions and, and, and who should be presenting. They were trying harder to tell a story across five sessions running concurrently over three days. Uh, me, uh, no mean trick if you try it. The, uh, I think for, um, for us at Webmaster Radio, the, conference itself was very successful. We got a lot of interviews in. You can see them appearing on the on webmasterradio.fm's page under the Search Engine Strategies channel. Um, cruise down the, the left side navigation bar till you find um, SES under the, under the conference channel. Interviews are going up hourly. Um, as a matter of fact, one with George Ravotsky. Carrie, you can kick me in the chat room if you'd like. Um, Carrie's boss 
Gary, you know, Gary's new employer, that just went up about an hour ago. I was really happy with that because, um, George, if you're listening, dude, that was a fun interview. It was uh, gracious and well thought through, and I really appreciated interviewing this guy. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. This is like, you know, Dave, you've, 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 you've heard us laugh about Yahoo before. You've, you've, you've helped us laugh about Yahoo. You've laughed about Yahoo before on this show. We always do, right? You, you can't say Yahoo without wanting to start giggling, right? It's true. It's true. Um, Yahoo, this is weird, like, founder's vibe, bad vibe that, that just circles around Yahoo, that scripts for Yahoo's story wrote the, write themselves to character. And they always have the exact same outcome you ex we've come to expect from Yahoo. It's always less than anticipated. So, as I said earlier, there was no Google Dance this year. Google stopped giving the Google Dance last year. Um, the, I guess the idea being throwing a $1.2 million party looks kind of, you know, the optics aren't, aren't as clear in... Um, the murkiness of these dark economic times. So Google stopped throwing their massive Google Dance. Big vacuum in the evening schedule. That vacuum last year was filled by an over-the-top search bash, the Alice in Wonderland search bash. Um, and they, 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 people couldn't stop talking about the spectacle that was last year's search bash. Right. We were going to do another one this year. Planning was all there. Um, Pretty sure a couple of deposits have been thrown out, you know, and thrown out literally, because the major sponsor was going to be Yahoo, and at the last minute, read a week before the conference, Yahoo pulled out, leaving Webmaster Radio kind of like Wiley e. Coyote after running off the cliff, you know, our feet dangling in the air, nothing beneath us, and there's only one way to go then, and that kind of happened. It really sucked. So half our crew was left in Florida. This is what happens when, when, you know, major sponsors pull out at the last second. All the financial planning goes to hell. Um, half the crew gets left back in Florida. No search bash. And this is in the week that Yahoo is integrating its search technology with Microsoft's Bing. This is in the week where everything gets screwy. When they'd announced that their API was going to remain open, but they were going to start charging for bot access. Which is like almost any analytic tool. This is the week that Yahoo needed good, strong promotion. And they could have had an extraordinary spectacle through Search Bash. They chose to pull out at the last minute. And somehow they talked um, SES into keeping the trade show floor open on the first night till 7.30 p.m., which is exhausting for the booth staff and exhausting for the attendees, whose last session ended substantially earlier. So Yahoo's idea of a party was to throw a small event on the trade show floor starting at 7.30, and I believe that maybe seven or eight people showed up for it. And at the end of the day, for the investment they threw into their small party to get seven or eight people, they could have had a spectacle that would have gotten nearly every attendee, and they chose not to. And ultimately, man, that is just so Yahoo. It's sad, really. Luckily, the emerging search and social services power shop, Blue Glass, they held an impromptu function. The night search bash was supposed to be scheduled. And a much smaller group of people had a great time. Blue Glass saved the night for those folks. 
The lack of a search bash was a serious disappointment for many attendees, for the organizers, and for Webmaster Radio's crew. And if nobody's done it yet, um, on behalf of Webmaster Radio to the community, guys, we're sorry. We want to do these things. We want to do these events. They, um, they, uh, they cost coin. But we do get y'all drunk. Um, so, you know, the you know, uh, sponsorships are all important. Surprising. Anyone out there listening who has any power over that sort of thing? Hey, help a few thousand brothers and sisters out. Help throw them a great party. Another great party that I, that I got to mention before I get off of the uh, SES thing was the IM Charity Party. Another hundred grand in the pocket of, in the pocket of charity on behalf of the search community. Um, Lauren, you're amazing. Uh, Todd, you're amazing. Anyone who is involved in the IM Charity Party, you folks are, you folks are stellar. Um, it's a hard, it's a hard event to get together. You guys get it together every time with class and grace, and it was a, a really, really fun event. So that's it, Dave. That was SES in a nutshell. Um, enlightening, uh, empowering, very different than we're used to. Successful, but very different. Now, Jim, you had mentioned um, that it was a little more subdued um, than than some of the past. Uh, well, I guess I'll call them the West Coast SES uh, events since it's moved from San Jose to, to San Francisco. Um, but then you also mentioned very successful for you professionally, got a couple great leads, one of them's turned into a client. Um, is this maybe a, a reflection of, of maybe a, a growing up and a changing in the industry? We don't have um, kids storming down the street claiming to you know, control the Internet. Um, we have people showing up at these events uh, doing business learning uh, some, some fantastic information and leaving the thing with both, uh, with both a, a new insight on the industry uh, and some extra money in their pockets. Uh, so does this well, really just reflect a big I kind of felt I, 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 every show I've been to, um, and, and, and don't get me wrong, it costs a lot of money to go to these shows. Sometimes I've been sponsored by an employer or a client, and sometimes it's come out of my own pocket. But every time I've gone to a show, I've walked away with a lot more knowledge and more opportunities. I've never walked away from an SES without something in my back pocket and something more in my brain. Um, and it's been worth the investment of time and outright expense every time. Um, but again, part of the fun was, you know, I mean, like, seriously, my, my home life and my public persona are very different creatures. At home, I work. I'm in my home office. When you when you have a home office, you don't get away from work. It's uh, you know, you feel guilty when you're not at the keyboard. Yeah, I, I live with my guilt, but you feel guilty when you're not at the keyboard. You work a lot. I don't go out and, and tie one on. Um, I'm not messed up all the time like I am, like I appear to be at many of these conferences. Um, not that I necessarily am. It's just you know you don't get much sleep, right? And uh, going to the shows, I think for a lot of people in the industry is a time to get together with uh, friends who truly understand what they're talking about with some of the most intelligent people in the world and anyone in this industry you gotta be highly intelligent you gotta be and hanging out with other highly intelligent people is well intellectually liberating <coughs> and you know it was a chance for all of us to get together and let our remaining hair down um, but again that exuberance just wasn't there this year. Um, 
Not that there wasn't drunken revelry. There was. We all had a great deal of fun. Um, there was an excellent party in Matt McGowan's um, Matt McGowan's suite on the penta- in the penthouse. An excellent first night party. But it wasn't the craziness. For instance, there was no all-night poker game trashing a VIP lounge of a hotel like there has been at a couple previous uh, <laughs> I've been to. Um, I didn't get groped by a... Uh, by a uh, 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 PR agent from Ask. And seriously, what's a conference if you're not groped by Ask.com? It's, it's, it's hardly a conference. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that I just got used to happening year after year that just wasn't, you know. Remember that, remember that Ask.com fire where they lit that bar on fire? Fire where they I lit do, that yeah. bar on fire. Fire where they do, Oh, that yeah. party, I should say. It wasn't a fire. It was a party. Where they lit the bar on fire. Um, I remember a party where Han Solo showed up in Carbonite, escorted by by uh, stormtroopers. Um, now, stuff like that just doesn't seem to happen. And that that is, I think, maturity in the industry. I really do. Um, I think that's us growing up a little bit. And as I said, we're growing up, having kids, getting funded, and finding stress. Um, say la vie. Say la vie. And now, also, what, there's not as many independents, eh? And that's, that's something I want to get to in a few minutes, the, the business of search. And maybe this is a good segue into it. I did a fun interview, a really difficult interview on the trade show floor at, uh, at SES with uh, Blue Glass, the new emerging, as, as I said a few moments ago, the emerging search and social powerhouse. Um, I'm going to try to get all their names, and I'm going to miss a few. Brothers, I'm so sorry. I'm maybe going to just do first names. Um... But, you know, Dave and Brett and uh, Chris and Jordan and Tom and Lauren, and I got, I got all the principals there. Getting them all together in one place and interviewing them was difficult. Could you imagine all of these guys, individual legends in the search marketing industry, getting together and forming an agency together? It's kind of like the same reaction we had when we found out that um, Lisa Barone and Rhea Drysdale we're joining with, uh, you know, Sugar Ray Hoffman. Mm-hmm. A, uh, you know, wondering how these tremendously large people could all work together in the same agency. And so far, the these two businesses have so far been very, been successful, highly successful, in fact. Um, but uh, I've noticed a couple articles in the just in the in the trade press about bulking up of. A number of, you know, people used to be independent individual SEOs, and now they're the business of search is just pushing consolidation. What do you think of that trend, Dave? Um, well, I think it's, it's sort of a, an, an inevitable um, sort of situation, right? I mean, the, the, the consolidation of uh, of different groupings uh, of different businesses. I mean, if you if you look at any any not just any individual industry, but you look at the the rate of growth of, of new businesses that are developing um, in any new industry. And I mean, I'll qualify us as a, as a new industry, despite the fact that we're you know as SEOs as organic SEOs as as you are and as, as I predominantly am. Um, you know, yes, you know, we've been in the industry, I mean, yourself for, I don't know, 14, 15 years now. I mean, it, it's an established industry. Um, but with so much change and with, with so many new things going on and, and new uh, new things being added, I mean, five years ago, you know, I wouldn't have dreamed up something called Twitter. 
um, which is why I'm not a multi-billionaire right now, but there are multi-billionaires right now, and they did dream it up. So with all of this, we've got these new companies being developed. Well, one of two things has to happen. Either you start to get a pooling where, um, you know, new marketers who are developing into, you know, who are running Twitter campaigns or new marketers who are, who are you know, experts on, on Facebook marketing or something like that, either have to be absorbed or one, one of the, you know, um, other people involved in that industry needs to go bankrupt, right? I mean, one of these two things needs to happen. Either we need to see companies failing en masse or we need to see acquisitions and, 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 uh, and collaborations starting to occur because there just isn't uh, so many companies are developing on a constant basis um, that we really need to, any industry, not just ours, but any industry, either needs to see a, an absorption of, of functions in, in which case the easiest way to do that is to pull in talent experts in specific industries, um, or um, you know some of the some of the companies are, are going to need to go go away. Um, and of course, every every company wants to exist; it's like a living organism. <laughs> so we would rather acquire and, and would rather grow um, than go bankrupt. So of course. Some are some go down every year, but um, you know, I mean the, the the larger ones aren't going to, and it just makes sense that we see uh, sort of a. a oh, like seriously, Dave, what's what's your scalability strategy? Um, what I, I mean, quite honestly, personally, in in, in my own business ideology, um, I've always focused on doing what I do, and it's why still, um, you know, here we are, seven years uh, into the company, our. our absolute predominant focus is organic. Somebody needs design, I know a bunch of really, really great designers, and I don't even take commissions from them because I don't want to be biased. Right? Somebody needs pay-per-click. Um, you know, if these are small testing pay-per-click things, sure, I, I know my pay-per-click well enough, but if you need a real expert um, in, in pay-per-click, I mean, I'm, I'm going to you know, call up Zatella or something and go, you know, we've got a, a huge client. Um, they need to take you on. So to me, it was actually exactly the opposite sort of of what I'm talking to in that trend is I, I try and be an expert at what I know and then know other people who are experts in what they do and, and sort of create a, you know, I, I create a network of, of sorts and go, this is a person who does just that and doesn't do what I do, so here you go. <laughs> and, and they'll do awesome at that thing and, and rather than actually combining into a company that does it all just know people that don't compete with me but are experts at their thing. They're an awesome designer. They don't do SEO, but they're, you know, they're the best person to design using Joomla. Okay, then, then this is where you go. So that was my approach, and you know, after, after seven years and, and double-digit growth every year there, uh, I think I'm going to stay the course with that one. Oh, <laughs> it worked out really, really well. It works. Don't screw with it. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, I got a bunch of things I want to say back to that. Just, just thoughts on how the business is going. But speaking of business, we got to do some business here on WebmasterRadio.fm. So, friends, stay tuned. You're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. It's Thursday, the oh my god, 26th of August, uh, 2010. <laughs> Dave Davis from Beanstalk Inc. and Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media will be back uh, with Webcology after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Every affiliate marketer wants to build their own empire. Lavish trips, new cars, fancy threads. You know, be the talk of the town. That's why I found my empire with Empire Media. 
They work around the clock to customize my campaign. They have the connections, the clout, and the custom offers to monetize my website at every move. My website is measured and monetized to the max thanks to Empire Media. Look up EmpireMedia.com, E-M-P-Y-R-E Media.com, and find out how fulfilling full-service affiliate marketing can be. Empire Media, reign over your competition. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka sound all the time? In my new book, ka How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at ka and I'll give you a ka button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K-A-C-H-I-N-G book.com. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. State of Search, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm for Thursday, the 26th of August. In the chat room, just want to say hi to some folks. David Ogletree, dude, it was great seeing you in San Francisco last week. Although, I got to say, you confused the hell out of me at the Black Hat White Hat session. Um, Dave's a Texan. Dave wears a hat everywhere he goes, and he showed up to the Black Hat White Hat session wearing his Black Hat White Hat, and I was MC in that session, and it just, well, you know, I'm confused enough already, but man, it was really good seeing you. Uh, the delightful Carrie, Carrie, always wonderful seeing you in the chat room and knowing that you're listening to the show. Um, thanks for dropping by the booth last week. It's always great talking to you, and you set me up with a great interview with your uh, boss, George, which is now up at, on the SES channel at... Um, on webmasterradio.fm and it's good to see Squish, a uh, CSS designer of Note who's um, well she introduced herself to the community at SES San Francisco last week uh, Squish, it is so delightful to, to know that you're around um, for everyone else uh, Nuclei Optic uh, Isis, great seeing you back um, Vatican and all et al, love you all thanks for listening um Moving right along, Dave, you've been running client reports. You've been seeing the bounce at Google over the last couple of days, and um, I'm trying to explain this on the phone to potential clients, and it's, uh, it's maddening. What, what's your grip? It is. Um, I mean, I was really, really fortunate this time. doesn't always happen, um, and, and for our listeners who haven't noticed, maybe there's one of you, um, <laughs> Google's having yeah. a... Having a 
uh, is, is sort of midstream in an update. Now, we were really, really fortunate um, to be, you know, quote-unquote, kind to the engines. We run our ranking reports very, very slowly, so they span over days. Um, well, they started running uh, two, three days ago um, and are still running now. So we've gotten to watch uh, the, the first iterations and, and shakes. They started happening two nights ago um, in, in starting to see some ranking adjustments. Um, and, and they continue on till now, Jim. I know you've, you've noticed them. I'm sure all of our listeners have. Um, one thing that we're definitely noticing in this one is that there doesn't really seem to be much of a solid grasp on quality inherent in the new algorithm. Um, we knew for a couple weeks now that, uh, that something was coming, uh, something fairly major. I think I even mentioned it on the radio show two weeks ago. Um, I was seeing some of my clients on the East Coast were seeing some changes that we weren't seeing. They were seeing themselves in different positions, and we'd see it you know, days later, and then it would go away. So um, we were able to predict something like this happening. I fortunately was pretty proactive with a few key clients and saying we're probably going to get a pendulum thing going on where there will be a big change and, and, and kind of back and forth. Um, but what we're seeing here, I will be completely honest, um, catches me off guard where I can look at, at, at a variety of different campaigns. And, and as I say, fortunately, our ranking reports were running who's winning, who's losing, what's happening. Um, and, and it's an odd mix where um, new clients, where the, the, the strategies that have been used so far are really just the, the, most, the most basic. I mean, you know, where we're running 12-month campaigns and we start out with, um, you know, just sort of pretty mundane link building and um, just, you know, a few on-site tweaks, things that haven't in the past um, had significant impacts, and we're watching them uh, jump pages and pages ahead. Um, and then we compare that with clients that we've had for years. Over the last, you know, few months, we've been building, you know, high-quality links, you know, from, from not just high-page-ranked sites, but high-relevancy sites we know to be trusted uh, working really hard on strong uh, content links, reputation management, and then watching them drop a couple positions and go, okay, so we've got crappy links and, and just quick passes over, over content on a promotion that's three weeks old, resulting in fantastic jumps forward, and then actual real-for-real hard-quality SEO work, uh, you know, being penalized, and then um, these sites getting getting ousted by, by other sites with, um, you know, um, sites. One of our, our clients' a site with six thousand links, many of which are, are incredibly strong links, being beaten out by sites with seventeen links, right? And things well, like Dave, that that are just quick question on this, Dave. <laughs> quick okay. question on this: When's the last sure. time you did a link check on that client with six thousand known links at Google? I mean, doing I mean, the, no, the, I don't the use it and I, I never do doing I, the I, query using... check and, and also checking Webmaster Tools. I'm seeing discrepancies between a query check that I do and what you see in Webmaster Tools. That's nothing new. No. But I'm seeing a massive decline in known links as reported by Google in Webmaster Tools across a couple of my clients. Indeed. I have always, and I found them to be fairly stable in a apples-to-apples kind of way. Um, historically, I've always relied on Yahoo for, for our backlink uh, I mean, on, on the basic level, when I'm just looking for a number. Yes, yeah, it gives you a bigger number. <laughs> it shows a bigger number, and I found it to be more stable. I'm sure you have, too. If you do, like, I want to compare me, not just with you me, really but with my that. clients. You really say that, yeah, who's more stable than Google, but yeah, okay. <laughs> well, okay, on this one thing, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, too. I've seen it where I'll have 14,000 links on Google, and then I'll have done a lot of link building, and suddenly I've got 240. 
<laughs> and it's like I can go up manually check and know I've got more than. But where they jump around kind of randomly, and then the percent, you know, if I qualify with this randomness, the percentage that they're showing in Webmaster Tools, it's not going to be consistent with when I compare my links to a competitor using the link check in Google. I have found Yahoo to be more apples to apples, i.e., if I have 90% of the number that my competitor has in backlinks, I probably have about 90%. I don't know exactly what that number is because, you know, the link count I'm getting isn't 100% accurate from Yahoo either. But at least kind of the ratio seems to be more stable. So I can compare apples to apples a little better, and I may not know the exact number, but at least I have a gist for how much stronger than me they may be or how much weaker they may be than me on a pure numbers count. I mean, you and I both know, and hopefully all of our listeners know, and you know, hopefully we've discussed this in the past, that you know, not all links are equal. There's, there's other considerations to make. But on a pure numbers, I found Yahoo to be much more uh, much more useful in that one. So um, I, of course, have on this client, and we're, we're getting further and further into it, um, but it started yesterday. We're doing a very, very thorough backlink analysis, not just on him, um, but on the competitors, and especially um, some of the newer ones that are existing into the top ten to see what this change is. But, of course, you don't want to overreact or react too quickly to an update like this where you, you know it's, it's not right. I mean, not just for our clients, but when I'm running just searches, like, like I go to an engine and I, I try and find something, um, I'm just seeing um, less quality-based um, results in a lot of cases where sites that I can just tell shouldn't be there are, where I've got crappy sites beating out governmental pages and stuff. So. Uh, we, we, we have seen that phenomenon near the beginning of a, of a Google shakeup as well, though, where um, for some reason uh, you get a whole raft of corporate sites that may or may not actually hit the query that, that you typed in, but their they're corporate massive link density, um, authority links, etc. immediately get pushed to the top and things start to filter themselves, themselves out over the coming days as Google figures out where it's going. I always imagine an algorithm update that's like water running through a river course. You pour a whole bunch of water at the very top of the river course and it takes time to stagger through the entire delta, right? Right. Um, right. And I see that as, you know, um, Google's site profiles update themselves with new data. Um, oh, yeah. The weird, the weird anomaly I saw this time, I was, I was on the phone yesterday with uh, Lindsay Walker and Alan Kinnett and uh, my, my two, new, two new business partners. And um, Alan suggested they, that these were um, regional updates going through the various data servers. And so I have a bunch of proxy servers that I use when I want to check. Um, I mean, cause it's impossible to get your results. Your result sets are only as good as the exact spot that they're um, they're written from or they're searched right, from. Yep. Um, so I, I, you know, I hooked onto a couple of my different proxies. Um, one in New York, one in Los Angeles. I saw the same results under um, three or four different search queries. Yeah. I haven't seen that for years. Yeah, it's obvious. and you know, I, I mean, I, th I think you'll agree here too. You can't blame Google for something like this. I mean, this is just no, 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 um, no, no blame. I'm just school. curious. No blame. No, this isn't Christmas time. Had they done this in November, we'd all be pissed. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, I, I think you're, of course, talking about the Florida day back in when was that, 2003? Nothing good so, comes of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think they certainly learned their lesson there. And I mean, the big problem we had with that update was that they didn't change it. <laughs> like we all knew it was crap, and they didn't do anything about it. Um, which is, I think, you know, that's that's what caused the big problems there. But I think in this, it, it, I, I think it's just important to note for for all of our listeners and to remind ourselves that when we see something like this, you can't just panic and jump. Right. I mean, you need to, yeah, come up with strategy. Yeah, start your analysis just in case. Um, but this can't hold. When you see something where poor results win, I mean, Google is fantastic for pulling data, figuring out what what the actual users are doing, and making adjustments to their algorithm. So it, it really is just a, a matter of time until um, the crap gets weeded out and the stronger sites once again rise. Uh, well, and also, when, when you see an algo shift happen, you have to think back to the book of Bill, as written by Bill Slosky, who's uh, read just about every Google patent that's ever been written. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was it? Um, four years ago, he came out with the one that talked about how Google is building specific site profiles. And everything that ever happens in Google's memory around a website goes into that profile. Right. When a new shift is happening now, those profiles have to update themselves, and sometimes they're updating themselves on radically new data sets or a new way of looking at a data set. And again, that takes time to mosh through. Let's. We're burning time here. Seriously, it's now it's now forty minutes after the start of the show, and we've covered what three subjects? Yep. I think <laughs> we I think we should jump to uh, Bing integration, and. Uh, Still haven't gotten an answer to a question that I, that I asked uh, the Bing crew last week. Um, and I know you have a rant that's just brewing. Um, but first off, Bing integration. Yahoo and Bing are integrating their, uh, well, Yahoo is, um, as we knew it, isn't anymore. It's now powered by Bing. Yep. So all of that juicy 15 years of technology, the stuff that they got with the patents when they bought AltaVista, all that just incredible stuff is now in the hands of the Wizards of Redmond. Right. What does this mean? Oh, my goodness. Um, do you care? Um, I do care. Uh, personally, I think it's, it, it lends to more opportunities um, for, for not just marketers, but for a lot of business owners. Um, yeah, I mean, at one point and until, you know, until this month, really, um, we were all kind of in a spot where you, when you had to choose, there was only one choice. Um, and the idea of trying to balance your efforts um, to complement three different, um, you know, algorithms, it, it was daunting. You, you had to pick. You had to focus on one, maybe two at, at most, but you had three fundamentally different different algorithms to deal with. Now, though, we've got two players, um, you know, essentially, and yes, one of them is substantially smaller, but even though smaller, it will still provide for some solid traffic, and, and as marketers... We might be talking we, like 25 to 30 percent of, of well, the market exactly. I mean, this is, this is a, a quick, and, and larger in some segments and smaller in others. I mean, I'm an SEO. Nobody searches on Bing for SEOs, right? I mean, that's, that's just the way of it. So, but some segments will do better. Some segments will do will do poorer. I mean, you know, such is is the way of things. Um, you know, where where they'll have higher percentages and, and some will have lower percentages. But at the end of the day, I think it provides for some some fantastic opportunities. I mean, I think when it comes to paid search, um, that's where the, the huge difference is going to come in. Where you know, Bing was never really kind of worth targeting in the past. You know, it, it with its eight to ten percent, depending on you know what metrics and and who is doing the measuring. Um, 
But now, now that one place and, and you can hit Yahoo and be, now you've got access to 30% and, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of great things about Ad Center. I mean, I, you know, I've been in there just yesterday and I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a it's a great place to, to, to sort of navigate through. In in some ways, I prefer its interface to, to AdWords. In some ways, I don't. But it has some strengths in it. Um, so I, I think when the when the paid portion um, enters in, that's where the really big opportunities are going to happen for website owners and, and marketers. Um, but I think just on a I need to optimize for a couple engines instead of three fundamentally different ones. Um, I prefer um, Bing's algorithm. Um, it is. Fairly not not identical, but it has a lot of the same kind of feels and, and organic nature that Google's does. A lot of the same energy. It seems to respond to, to the same signals anyway. Well, exactly, exactly. So working for one will work to the other. Bing did a great thing, which was um, they took a look at Google. Obviously, they couldn't you know copy their algorithm; they didn't have it. But they took a look at what was working really, really well and building Google into one of the strongest um, entities in, on the internet of all time, uh, and said. Okay, let's let's do what they're doing. <laughs> like, let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's take a look at what they're doing. Let's take a look at the factors they're using and try and do the same. Now they branded themselves differently. They're a decision engine, not a search engine, and blah blah blah. Um, and there's a lot of great features that that Bing has integrated as well that that I do like. Um, but they have differentiated themselves from Google. But a lot of the energies um, do seem to overlap. So uh, well, you know, it's, you know one thing they could never where, replicate that Google had going for them. They could never replicate the culture that Google had going for them. But luckily for Microsoft, Google is drifting towards their kind of culture anyway, so it's all going to even out. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm glad you said it because I didn't want to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, people don't view Google as a Sorry, guys. The, land, the, the days of unicorn and flying puppies, they're over. Although you oh, might have met one. I mean, the conversation we had a couple weeks ago about net neutrality kind of yeah. typifies. Um, the, the direction that's going. Fortunately, they got Facebook doing all sorts of crap that, <laughs> that sort of overshadows anything they could be doing. Um, yes, well, Facebook's the new evil empire. Um, yeah. Google is just a good corporate citizen. Good corporate <laughs> citizen who happens to be looking out for their own best interest, and that's why net neutrality is blood. Um, sorry. <laughs> and ran rules. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, just because you can, you should. Do it, do it, do it now. They're going to kill you. <laughs> Well, speaking of Google, I'm going to go off on a on a tangent if that's all right, and I'm actually, actually going to you know what? Something. If this is the rant, if this is mm -hmm. the rant that we all know is coming, the explosion, the volcano underneath Vancouver Island, it's going to have to wait a few seconds because um, Brasco is seriously pushing the do a break now button. All right, uh, all right. Second, well, dude, I'm sorry. I know you were just winding up for it, but um, oh, um, I know. I just got two minutes to wind up further. <laughs> okay, excellent, friends. Stay tuned. You're going to hear Dave blow like a volcano. I could make another analogy, but I'm not going to. Anyway, Dave is going to blow up. He's got this rant coming, and you're going to get to hear it here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. 
go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the e-com experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm Jim. This is Dave, and Dave's pissed about something. <laughs> I, I, Dave, I, before before the show started, you said you wanted to let go with both barrels, dude. What's up? You know, I, I I've heard a lot, and I've I've had some faith, and 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 misplaced faith that it was. Um, I, I like to have my faith in 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 engines like Google, you know, because they they have that mantra, "Don't be evil." Um, and, and I'm not even going to pick on Google because this is going to be existing all across, uh, all across. But with Google, I, I'm, I'm having some problems with their, their level of support over this issue. Um, Jim, uh, an issue that I know you've been interested in for, for years and years, all marketers are, are interested to some degree, is what Google calls invalid clicks. Um, now, I, I've, I've, as I noted earlier in the show, I've always focused predominantly on organic, but I've got clients with large-scale PPC campaigns going. I've, I've looked through things. Um, you know, I, I've sort of been watching things. But um, I've had the opportunity to launch an affiliate site, and I decided to go in there with some, some paid search, you know, get, get a little more, uh, you know, a hands-on kind of um, experience because it's been probably uh, it's a little while since I'd, I'd been into one of those campaigns. Um, and, of course, because I was starting it slowly, and, and, and sort of ramping it up over time, I had an opportunity to break it down on a keyword-by-keyword keyword kind of basis, where I you know, set it out to be a large-scale promotion, so I had tons of ads, tons of different keywords, um, but the way I was integrating them in from lower-cost things, I was getting very very few clicks, but over a large, you know, sort of mile-wide, inch-thin, figure out what works and, and increase my bids there. That was the mentality I was testing. Now, what that resulted in was a situation where I could look at my AdWords campaign, and for tons of things, I was getting just one or two clicks. 
and then I could look at my analytics and see, hey, here's all this traffic from just these one or two, one or two clicks, and and what's happening. Now, what's really, pardon my language here, because I do try and watch it, but the, it's really the only way I can say it. What's really pissing me off over at Google right now, and I, I ended up sending it over to them, uh, and, and just this morning had to send them some screenshots because they're not actually taking any, giving me any answers or any responsibilities. While I was looking through this, I'm seeing just a whack of clicks that I'm paying for, and I'm using Google Analytics. So they, I mean, as, as, as the so track is so their they know, tool you're using. They know I'm using their tool, and I'm seeing all of these clicks, and when I look over at my analytics, Yep, some of them are resulting in, you know, three, four minutes on site. I mean, heck, I don't even mind some of them are resulting in, you know, like a 20-second time on site. Hey, you don't like my site? No problem. That's my problem. I've got to sort it out. It's the clicks that are coming in that are saying zero seconds on site with zero pages viewed. And then I contact Google and say, hey, you're charging me for this. In fact, half my budget is going to clicks with zero seconds on site and zero pages viewed. Um, what, what can you do about this? And then I get a response back, their generic response being, well, sometimes low time on site can have to do with people not liking your site. Now, I don't care how much you hate my site. You can't have figured that out in less time than it takes the page to load. <laughs> there, there's, just a, a, there's going to be at worst. I mean, I'm a fast surfer. I, I really analyze really, really quickly what I like and, and what I don't, because I look at, I don't know, probably a thousand pages every day. I'm going to be there at least a second <laughs> before I've made that judgment call. Um, and it, what's not, it doesn't bother me so much now knowing that, um, you know, out of, I mean, right now it's not costing me a lot. It's a low-scale promotion. I'm only getting, you know, 15, 20 clicks in a day. Um, you know, so, so it, but it's not some of these are clearly robotic clicks. Pardon me? Some of these are clearly robotic clicks. That's Some of saying, them are right? clearly robotic, and even that, I go, you know what, Google can't be perfect. I'm going to give them a benefit of a doubt here. I understand that this crap happens. But it was their res generic response back to an issue like, um, like invalid clicks and click fraud. Um, and then even when I had responded back, and they responded back to me again today, um, with a, okay, you know, an acknowledgement of the zero second, but basically just a, here's what we're doing to stop click fraud. Well, they obviously didn't even take that time, and I understand they're busy, but when I'm saying there's click fraud, when I'm saying I'm getting zero second clicks, don't just send me a list of the three things you're doing to solve click fraud. Look at my account, tell me what I'm doing, especially when I'm coming out saying I want to increase my budget, but right now half my budget is wasted, and, and only because there's low-level volume can I see it being wasted, because if I had five clicks and one of those visitors stayed for 10 minutes, my average time on site would appear at, at two minutes, right? I, I would lose my ability to track that in Google Analytics. Um, so I'm having to keep it that small now. I'm telling them I want to spend more money, and all I get is this, here's what we're doing to solve it. Well, that doesn't fix my problem. Look at my problem and tell me, what are you going to do about, about my zero-second time on sites? What are you doing about these bots? Because these are costing me, um, you know, it's only double digits every day, but it's the higher double digit, and you're costing me money every day, and I'm not going to expand my promotion until I get then. And you basically tied my hands. And what worries me more is if they're doing that, what about these large-scale campaigns some of my clients are running, uh, and some of them in very similar sectors, to, to the one, I mean, you know, technology, this is, this is what I do. Um, what, what's going on there? Now, they're getting 20, 30, um, you know, clicks on each phrase and with each ad. So, you know, 40, 50, some of them hundreds. So I've lost my ability to track it that far. Uh, it just, 
their their answer and their inability to to show me statistics on it's, what's happening on a per click is just driving me nuts. It's maddening. More maddening, maddening. that we can't talk about it because we're out of time. But I'm 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 going to tell you, um, the uh, click fraud is one of those stories that's so boring to cover now because it's been covered to death over the years. But it's got to be kept on. People got to keep looking at this and keep reporting on it and keep talking about it, even if we've talked about it a million times, because that's how you keep the, the engines in check and, and keep them honest. Dave, I want to talk more about what you what you've been seeing, but again, I'm afraid we're out of time. We've gone through a whole hour again, um, and uh, got to take us out because we have a live show coming in right behind us, Affiliate Marketing Insider, and after that, Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, friends. This has been Webcology on webmasterradio.fm for Thursday, August 26th. You can always hear Webcology here live on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Or you can download the podcast from the Webmaster Radio Archives or find podcasts and distribution services out there like iTunes and Odeo. Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davis from Beanstalk Inc. Friends, we'll be back next week. Have a great week. <laughs>